0: Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 028 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Once again to the eye and the ball. This is your host Elaine Ingram. Our guest on today's podcast is a voice that anyone with even a passing interest in RMA GAA will be more than familiar with. Uh, it's been said that he's like Marmite but Damien McCullough is always the life and soul of the party in the press box and it's hard to imagine how anybody who listens to his commentary um, c- couldn't enjoy it especially when it comes to his banter, whether it be the ecclesiastical capital of the world when he's talking about Armagh or a, a Holy M- Mary, Mother of God score or Mary or Stevie from and um, We all know his catchphrases. His commentary skills are second to none. They just come completely naturally to Damien, um, which has been proven for the amount of listeners or viewers that he has throughout Armagh and far, far beyond and um, he keeps them in the palm of his hands. He has lots of tales to tell about his days as a commentator, and he also gives us an inside scoop on what the job really entails and how much he genuinely loves um, what he does, which is what really makes him so good at it. Hello? Damien.
1: Yes.
0: Hi, it's Elaine.
1: Well, how
0: are you? Good, how are you? Not
1: so bad, not so bad, not so bad. Had a bad he-
0: day. Here we are, locked up again.
1: Hi, yeah. Yeah, well that doesn't come as a surprise like oh look like the 70s was tough times you know this is this is like to me this is like the 70s revisited but in a different way you know everywhere locked down places closed up nobody about the only people you see is the police flying about you know
0: yeah
1: so that's just that's it like but look we get through that and we'll get through this exactly you know? we will
0: the, the, hopefully
1: you can ask the question to Lynn and i'll try and give you the answers to the best of my ability
0: well i suppose what i really want to know is we all know you as the voice of armagh the ecclesiastical capital, capital. of the world that's your catchphrase damien uh,
1: well you, you see <laughs> i laugh people think you know i like i have all them we think stacked and packed and racked because i be sitting thinking okay what can i say here that keep people you know catch their attention you know, and uh, like, why be like everybody else? Just be different. Say that things that sort of mean some of the people that people can sort of relate to. You know, but you have to always sort of gauge your, your moment to, to to throw them into the into the mix. Like you know, yeah,
0: that's know. what it. That's what I'm. Um, does this just come naturally to you, or have you honed this skill over the years?
1: I I, I was going to say. The skills have been honed over the years, like I'm at this for a while, but it's, uh, (laughs) you just, you know, you you sort of know when to, well, I I would sort of think I know when to throw them into the mix, like, you know, that's that's how I look at it,
0: you know. But even your knowledge of, you know, you be watching a game and you're coming out with all sorts of information and about everybody and everyone's mother and their sons (laughs) and their,
1: here's, here's, here's how it all happened, right? Come back to uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and around that time when five FM came to Newry, and uh, I heard that they had nobody to do Gaelic games in Armagh, so I think it was the day before Christmas Eve. I walked down to the their office or of the studio down in Renandross Industrial the and I knocked the door, and uh, this guy came out. I had no clue who he was. He had no clue who I was, and I goes, "I want to speak to the sports editor." He says, "That's me." I said, "What's your name?" He says, "Colin McIlven." I says, Column, my name's Damien McCullough. I says, I believe you're looking for somebody to cover Gaelic games in Armagh. I says, I'm your man. And uh, I says... Did you have any
0: experience at this point in anything?
1: Ah, well, I, I had done videos, like, I had done videos with the club and different stuff. Like, you know, I was always an interest in that. But I, I sort of always believed that I could do it. Yeah. So I just went in and knocked the door and then he says, oh, look, I'm very, very busy. Come back to me, will you? He's, I, I'm not sure if he rang me on Boxing Day or I rang him, but Drummer T was playing, I think, Cross the glen in Armagh. Uh, I think it was in Pierce Oaks in the under-21 final. And I went down to Armagh to sort of do a wee bit, and then I rang uh, into the studio and I was put on live, and I, and I gave it a few wee minutes of what was going on, and that was my first introduction to live. Live radio as such,
0: and how did you feel at that moment? I mean, were you nervous? Were you? No, not
1: want that. No, no, so it, it was t- like <laughs> it was a bit of a buzz because to be fair, there's nothing beats playing. I don't care what anybody says, and for those that you know, you know,
0: play as
1: long as you can, and, and as long as you're enjoying it. So, like, my career was long gone. And
0: did I, you I play much? You people. played for Carl Cruppen, yeah.
1: I did, yeah, yeah, and you know, I we we took. We took thirty-three people to Toronto in two thousand a week before nine eleven, believe it or not, and played in the Toronto over 40s uh, tournament. We, uh, sorry, their their seven aside. But we had an over 40s team an our over 40s team, and we won the junior section of the, the seven aside. That was the first time a uh, an Armad team internationally won a, a competition away from home. <laughs> I think the only time it ever happened. <laughs> so that was a great that was great fun. So. To me, I just, I, I organised that and it took place and we done it and we enjoyed it. And then roll it on, I just, look, I enjoyed the old football, I enjoyed the sport because I think sport's very important in people's lives. But going back to the 5FM, and I have to be fair to call Michael in 5FM, they were really, really good to me. They give me, they let me, they, they just gave me a, a leash and just says, away you go. Yeah. And uh, all the lads in the studios, they were brilliant. I remember when Cross McGlenn got to the final in Crew Park, St. Patrick's Day Crew Park, they were playing Dr. Crooks. And Catla Rook uh, was along with me, and we'd done the match live from Crew Park. And I remember, and I have it somewhere, I can't find it, I have the last kick out from Paul Herdy to an Asher hit the equalising score, and actually must have took about 22 steps to put the ball over the ball. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember like describing that whole thing up there, up the, up the length of the field and gone over the bar and of course
0: Like
1: Michael Marahart Mar-a- Mihal Marahart <laughs> and another lovely man met him loads of time a great story I can tell you about him in Calvin in the McKenna Cup match but going back to the Cross and the match, they match the ball was kicked out from Paul Hardy all the way up the field describing everything that was happening and getting Ashley to put it over the bar and on the ball <laughs> the ball went over the bar and leveled the game we went completely mad, completely nuts, and they, they, the carry-bys, the, the they were human, and you could see their faces in front of us because McConville had took so many steps, which we didn't care. <laughs> of course then, not. No, not a bit. And then Where the was UK the referee was, at
0: this stage? <laughs> oh, I,
1: I can't even remember who the referee was, to be truthful, but the replay then was down in Port Leash, so Armagh was playing in Port Leash on the Saturday night, so I was lucky enough to get to do that match live as well. Leash absolutely hammered our man that thing. God almighty, they give us an awful beating, you know. And I was sitting, and Leash is a lovely place to do a live match from because you're open to the stand at the back, you see. So yeah. I was getting beat and the game was lost, but you're, I was getting taxed in from every part and parcel of that. the world at that stage. coming in from everyone. And I was relaying these out as there were breaks and playing that because the match was, to be fair, the match was pretty poor. And I was there and I can see the prison and there's bodies out with our flags hanging out the windows. So you were just AMR AMR creating flags. the atmosphere
0: for all these people who couldn't be there?
1: Yeah. Actually, I had no idea where the prison was. I couldn't see it. But people, <laughs> you know, the thing about radio, William, and, and this is, to me, I, I, I love radio better than the, the TV. Me too, radio, actually. Radio, you can create a different atmosphere. And to me, I just love, I, I love that because I'm, I'm the person sitting there and I have to try and William somebody that's listening, and my whole mantra always was to keep the people, keep them hanging in there with you, and you have to be, you know, there's no point in being sort of going, oh, the ball's kicked up the field, and there goes a with the ball, and she kicks it. That over will never happen. And, no good. <laughs> no, you need to be keeping people because people, you know, radio is a sort of an escapism, I, I think as well, and uh, like. I'm get stuffed that night, so the next day we come back for the for the, the All Islands final and we uh, Paddy Really from went <laughs> across. I would be a deadly man for trying to capture people to come along with me, you see. So Paddy came along and uh, he 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 gave me a hand up there and fifteen minutes on the end, cross McGlen were we're never gonna get beat and you know, everybody knew that. And I had I had really lost it beside me. I had TG Gah they were on the other side, RT was down not too far away from me. I didn't care, and I just I I ranced up tenfold in the last ten minutes and all the crossmen, there was a whole crowd of them sitting in front of me and they were listening and they were enjoying the whole atmosphere you see and I was I was, just, I was telling stories about all oh, the big people from crossing the Crossman and different things and then I wouldn't have back to the studio until uh, actually Ar- got the, the cup awarded to him but because the crowd had gathered in where we were when the presentation was I stood up on top of the table and, you know, to see what was going on. And yeah. we were still alive, just going flat to the mat. And I looked round, and Owen McCarnum from... And you know Owen, I've been in Armagh, he's RT, or BBC, uh, one of the best commentators at BBC would have. Yeah. He was up beside me, and I was I was welcoming him to 5FM and howling on to him, and he was howling on to me to go to the service one before. <laughs> Open <Both laughs> up people, you know? And, like, I, I laugh, because, like, Owen would be a very... Uh, he, he he would be the ultimate professional, and here's this guy coming in from camera with no uh, <laughs> no professional experience, but plenty of enthusiasm and all that. And well, see, that's
0: it. That's what people relate to. People relate to the fact that they know. You know, you hear people getting like overexcited commentators, but that's because they really are genuine fans, and they're genuine. You know, you're. We're all in this together. You know what I mean? You're. Yeah, I sort
1: sort of think that you know, and that's this is the beauty about local radio because. If I'm calling from the Armagh perspective, the Armagh people don't care about the other team. Yeah, and it's, it's the same on the other side. The other team don't care about us. You know, and the, like, and that's to me that's the beauty about it. And and I hope that the GA never do away with that because to yeah, because you don't have
0: to be balanced. It's different if you're doing it for the the BBC yeah, or yes, somebody yes, that yes. you have and, to.
1: And if I'm in Armagh and I'm doing games and it involves my own club and different things, I I do be very very. Uh, middle of the road, you know, be utterly close and look after everybody and be fair to everybody because that's that's important. Yeah. But when it's an RMA or it's an RMA team playing away from home, you can be as biased as you want exactly. because I think people sort of expect that. Yeah. And I suppose then, go back to the wee stories, where do they come from? Well, uh, again, go back to 5FM, I'm sure you, you know Rowan Hamer, you've heard of Rowan Yeah, Ham. of
0: course.
1: Rowan, an absolute legend in yes. this area of television and radio and print media, the man was an absolute genius. And he come to me one day at five a.m. as I was finishing. I used to do an old Sunday sports show, and he was he was in the recording. And he popped in. And he says, "Damian," he says, "I don't like football. He says I just don't like football or sport. <laughs> he says but I love listening to you." and I'm going oh,
0: brilliant oh, that's, that's right. the, the that's the greatest compliment you can get when Absolutely you have somebody who doesn't actually like sport who, who
1: had a lifetime of it. but I knew there was this thing in the tail you see <laughs> 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 and he says what? and I looked at him he, oh yeah this is Rowan own mind. hand <laughs> Aye. and he says look you use the word ball too much and I goes hey, but sure that's what they're playing with he says yes he says I know that you know that and the people's listening know that he says, try and use a different terminology, right? So I says, right, there on. So what I did, I got a copy of the game that I had just done, and I listened back to it. And of course, the word ball was used about five million times during the, the whole the whole game. And I goes, yes, Roland's right. So then the next match I'd done, I would be sort of throwing in, you know, it's traveling towards the corner, it's being lathered into the, Square, there's a Holy Mary Mother of God ball coming in. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's no, another God. one of your catchphrases.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he came back to me the next week and he looked at me with a twinkle in his eye and he pointed his finger at me. He says, you're learning. And to this day, Aline, I'm still learning how to do things and how to, I suppose, keep keep the whole thing going. And you did mention the, the wee catchphrases. Another good friend of mine who, again, will remain anonymous, he would have sent me all sorts of information about teams and about people and about connections to clubs and counties. And I would always use that because I would do a fair wee bit of background stuff as the games would be coming up, you see. So, like, as you say, the Holy Mary. Mother so you make God, it sound God,
0: really easy, but you actually have put a lot of research into it beforehand as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Which yeah is, you have to do that. You which
0: is the that. ultimate professionalism, really, you know, making it sound. Um, You know somebody said to me once about writing it's um you um it it, well i can't even remember what exact exactly they said but um you make it look easy even though it was really difficult for the
1: reader i i i've done the same too you go to write match reports and somebody said to me what are you going to write about and she goes i just don't know how i'm going to describe this you know I always look you know there's the bones and then you've got to put the meat in the bones
0: exactly yeah
1: so i sort of look at and you know a couple of the wee catchphrases has, has definitely took a life of their own. Uh, way back in the day, uh, Susie Flynn, uh, a lovely down woman from Uri, she rang me one Sunday and said to me, Damien, would you ever give my wee friend uh, Mary uh, Mary Cunningham or something, her? she's not well, could you give her a wee match for the radio?" And I said, where does she live? She says, she lives up there in Carpenter-Clone. And I said, oh God, Mary from Killevae. So for years, that... Became another catchphrase, you know, Mary from, you had Stevie from Kalevi, yeah, Mary, Mary from Kalevi, and when I would mention that, Susie would know who was talking about, and we, Mary, would know who was talking about, and then all the people there started to find out, God, who is this Mary from Kalevi? You know, <laughs> took a life of its own, and of course, then the ecclesiastical capital of Ireland, yeah. that's another one, and you've been sitting there and you've heard them saying in the background, How many times is he going to say this today, <laughs> They would be taking bets. Many times is he going to say this? And, like, to be fair to everybody, Armagh is ecclesiastical capital of Ireland and nobody can take that away. Yeah, that's true. You know, yep, <laughs> the, the magnetic pull of the hill.
0: Oh, right, yes,
1: you know, particularly looking out from the standing armagh, that's the right hand side. But God be good to the, the legend that was John Morrison. John used to sit beside me and yeah. John
0: would look it over at me and sadly, sadly outside. missed in the press box. Oh yes. What and a gentleman. gentleman Yeah.
1: And another another man that was very good to me over the years and he would look at me and he would shake the head and he was going, Bad shot selection. It's nothing to do with magnetic pull. But, but you know and I know the magnetic polar hill. Now you can't turn around and say there's Hashim McConville, he's kicked the ball and it's gone badly wide. So the, the way to describe that was the magnetic To soften pull of the, hill. the
0: blow.
1: <laughs> so it was a wide, you know. And then of course the wee stories, because like, in radio, if you stop talking in radio, for one, say five seconds, it seems like five minutes, and if it's a half a minute, it seems like forever. So the whole thing, it always is to keep, keep the, the, the no dead air, just keep talking, talking. So this is where all the wee stories come out of, because then if I had spotted somebody in the crowd or somebody in the press box that I knew, and just sort of, and everybody always likes to yeah, hear anything mentioned on the TV or the radio. You know, yeah, and uh, that's that's another thing I've learned over the years as well. I've also learned that if there's something happens or somebody gets a bad injury, you don't really describe the injury because firstly, their family could be watching and then they would be very concerned because they don't know what's happening. So yeah. you have to be careful. That's
0: something that that's something that you wouldn't really think about, yeah.
1: Oh no, yeah, I I would always be conscious of that. I mean, <laughs> if there's a row. <laughs> I would just say there's a bit of a muzzle on there and then I would go and talk about uh, I, I met somebody coming down the road and they were going to the match because I didn't want to be then called in by the CCC to describe something or called in by the police to describe something so I I, I veered away from that to, to keep you know because if I went to talk to one of them people that was involved around the next week in a match they wouldn't talk to me so you sort of have to there's a wee bit of uh, I suppose into the road stuff, you have to go. And I have to say, in all the times, Elaine, that I have been doing the the, the games, it has been, I, I, I love it. I think, particularly now with the, the live games and, and it was covered, and I know you've done a big story there on RMA TV. Yeah, RMIT covered over 40-odd matches last year. And I've done it for a fair few of them. And I, I just know. think, you know, for the time that you're on, and you've people away from home, and there's great stories about one of the matches uh, on the radio way back Somebody in uh, somewhere near Timbuktu was listening to the match, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's how far out it goes. And then last year, now not last year, but the year before that, when Shane O'Neill's was in the uh, intermediate final, two of the lads that played for Shane O'Neils, they were in Thailand and they were going through Thailand in a nighttime bus. And if you and you, you were probably at that match, that's the one where Shane O'Neill is winning the match and then uh, Remy Fitzpatrick gets sent off and the whole game changed. Oh, yes. Off. And then Greens come and scored the equalising point deep into injury time and then they scored the winning point very, 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 very deep into injury time. And the boys were sitting in this bus in the middle of Thailand in the middle of the night somewhere in far, far side of Asia watching the game. So it's of... amazing to think that you know nowadays,
0: that you can do yeah, this, that
1: yeah, and you can positive. have that reach. Yeah, it's, it's and it's, it's, it's a scary thing when you think about it because when I was playing football, if you wanted to see something or you wanted to hear something, you had to read about it in the papers in a week's time, you know, and, and to be fair to yourselves, uh, the, the match report that the local journalists do and the coverage that they give particularly games, soccer, rugby, all that, is phenomenal and it would be a shame if that ever had to stop because I, I you know from my point of view I love to if I'm watching the game then I'll buy your paper and I'll read your match report to see well, were we watching
0: uh, the same close, game how, <laughs> yeah, yeah to see
1: <laughs> was it the same game you know and of course when I'm in the press box and you guys are in the press box he's always going to be mentioned because to me.
0: I know I love seeing you there Damien, I think I'm going to be on the radio, but sometimes you have to look around and say if there's too much um, space, what's he going to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, you have to, you know, again, you know, people love to hear wee stories. And sometimes when I started doing this at the start, I always believed I could do it. I always wanted the chance to do it. And I have to always thank Colin McElhin and 5 FM for giving me the opportunity to, to do that. I mean, this guy came out of nowhere, knocked the door and all of a sudden here he's in doing this. And to me, I mean, I never walked in a, uh, a live radio studio. I remember the first time I had to do it all on my own. I'm sitting on the station and the sweat is absolutely rolling off me. I mean, I'm literally sitting there and the sweat is just rolling down my face. And everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And Susan McCann, the legend of Susan McCann, she was in recording with her. Husband uh, Dennis, they were in doing, she she'd done a great show on, on 5FM and she stuck the head in, in the studio and said, Just keep going, don't stop, just keep going, you know. And to me, that's the beauty of the live radio. Doesn't matter what happens, just keep rolling and hope for the best. And that's, that's how I always done it. I didn't really, I suppose, when I woke up, I mean, it, what I do, it isn't my full-time job, so it gives me that wee bit of latitude that I can be maybe slightly different than somebody else that has to be, I suppose, more professional. But I know, William, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, whether it's on the radio or whether it's when I'm on TV or with Destiny's New or whoever it is, I, I believe that I, I'm trying my best to be the best that I can do. And always remember, we're going hand, told me years and years ago, you never stop learning. And mm-hmm. I have always found that Rowan had told me and the direction that he had pointed me in all those years ago he's 100% right I'm yeah. learning every day if I go to do a match on Sunday I'll learn something and I, I've met some great people I met Michal Amora Hartig oh yeah you
0: McCavin. said you had a story about him
1: oh ah, yeah yeah I, I met him in Kevin. you see at a Dr. McKenna Cup match now back in the day the Mechanics probably didn't even go to MDMs, games but so we were covering them and it was a Wednesday night
0: and it was probably freezing because it always is and the McKenna Cup is on Oh, it
1: was <laughs> wet yeah. and miserable. It was an early January night. But there was there was this story about a guy from Cavan, and he went away to England, and he, had, he you know, everybody had lost contact with him or something like that, and there was a big, big story about him. But I had all this information sent to me by, again, my good friend who keeps me posted and all this. So Michal started talking about him, and at half time I came over to him, and I had all this information. And he said, can you let me read that? And I said, Michal, you keep that. So I handed him. Look like, here's me, right? I handed him, yeah. like, and he and he never he never forgot that because every time I had went somewhere and he was there, he would always put the fingers up to me and give me the thumbs up and says, "Always remember." And that again, that was the great man, you know. Yeah, that, that so just that, that just
0: it. goes to show what what he was like, and um, you know how, how it takes somebody to be like that, you know.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, to me, he was he was the greatest. He was the greatest. The nobody. Nobody will ever be anything like like him, but he just always m- remembered that. Like, you know, and then suppose, but back to the time doing the live radio. Another great man that I used to love meeting, particularly in Clonus, was Nudie Cuse. Hmm. And Nudie, would he would love me coming because he would say, "Here comes the mad ar <laughs> But my my whole attitude was when I, when I went, really, and You know, there's there's and if you know Clonus, it's very very narrow and it's it's very very tight space for where where the radio guys operate. But my whole mantra always was, get in, get hooked up to the studio, and then you can relax. So I went in, and I always used to say, right, this is my space here. And I would sort of have my space marked out, and nobody gets in on this. This is where I operate out of, and I don't really care what anybody else says or what anybody else does. Because for me, I was there to do the game for 5FM, not for BBC or RTE or any of those other guys. But Nudie I could always, Nudie would always come and have a chat with me at half time. Martin McHugh, Paddy Heaney, anybody. I had always got them, they would have come in and give me a wee bit of a minute's you know, sort of tell me what they thought about the game and all that. And I, I just loved that because it was great. And then again Yeah,
0: there's a real camaraderie in the in the in the press area, isn't there?
1: But there is and it's a very small it's a very small circle too, you know. People don't realize that you know when people come to the game, the first people there is the press. The last people to leave is the press. Everybody's away home. You're maybe writing a report. I'm maybe trying to do up another uh, we thing for the radio for a week, quick synapses or something. And it's so, you know. And you have to be. You have to get it right. You know. You have to get it. right. And, and it people
0: probably go. don't realize. They might think that you know we're all sort of rivals because we're all working for different organizations. But it's actually not. Everybody helps each other out. If people, Sorry. if you miss something or <laughs>
1: it's been hilarious. You're sitting in there and who scored that point? Joe McMahon shot over and then somebody else would shout. That was Mickey John Pole and somebody said, No, 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 that wasn't that was that was the yeah, the other fella, what do you call him? The other boy, Oh,
0: that was McGinn, McGinn McGin scored yeah. that one and then everybody goes, Oh, maybe that's right and maybe the two of us was wrong, like you know Yeah. But once we all and get no, it wrong together then we're all right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the beauty about the whole press thing and everybody yes, everybody helps everybody and you get to know listen you get to know everybody um, the crack was 90. I mean I remember go back to Park Gassler. And Park had, I love I Park Asler because <laughs> three
0: quarters of Park Asler is located in the county of Armagh. I know yes. <laughs> <And Arma laughs> that, had to that's play. gold for you I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Armagh had to play an away game so the Pig Park because remember, they were playing down That's in the right. championship the, in, in the championship following that, on that year. So we were doing it live on uh, Armagh Radio, I suppose, if you want to call it for that. And uh, I was beside the Claire, the Claire FM guys, you see, and I was describing the the, 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 the home fixture for Armagh, and the two Clare boys were looking at me as if, what is this boy talking about? So this isn't currently down. <laughs> and I knew exactly what they were thinking because you could see it in their faces. Down, friends,
0: Damien. <laughs> well, I'm a die woman, so
1: you know I, I think at least i have won.
0: Oh, I believe it was her birthday yesterday. So that... I
1: saw that. It was I, 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 she wasn't. She, she was like a demon last night because Liverpool got beat. Oh, she's a Liverpool <laughs> fan.
0: She is, I, uh, you know. But I suppose,
1: Liam, you know, the, the the way social media has has allowed uh, Gaelic games to be brought to people. It's a whole new even even what we're doing now. It's a whole different dynamic to how we present sport and how we look at sport. To me, particularly with the pandemic, we never thought we would get any games last year. And yeah. we were lucky enough to get local games. We were lucky enough to get the National League and get it finished. And we are lucky enough to get the championship.
0: Yeah. And
1: I suppose, even for me, I'd done the All-Ireland Junior uh, Camogie semi-final across the Glen between Tyrone and Armagh. And uh, there was a supposed to be rumours that it wasn't going to out live but they got it out live and Emma came back from the dead to be thrown to get to the all Ireland final and then sure they went the following two weeks and beat Cavan in their own home ground and won the all Ireland.
0: so yeah. to Brilliant me game.
1: yeah to me it's great to be able to to be part of all that you know
0: I think I, it's an honour isn't it to be oh around? look
1: it's, it's an absolute privilege and to me you can't, I can't play anymore I'm too old but I still think I'm 18 to a day the next best thing has been able to call the games. I'll be part of, uh, you know, the TV, the my TV stuff or whatever. Or whatever games has been a are part of that. And to me, it's, it's great. I to me, it's. It, I don't. It's not difficult. I just laugh. I turn up. The voice. Where is the mic's on? The mic's good to go. Right. I'm. I'm ready to go. The guys who do all this tech stuff behind it or do all the the work behind to get the games out. They're the heroes. Oh, I'm, I do you do have my... to do
0: any of the technical stuff yourself or uh, are you I, just...
1: Look, I, to be fair, I would help them to do very little because when I get there, most of the stuff's done. It's okay in our map because you just walk in and everything's there, but if we go out to do an outside broadcast, it's a bit different and uh, the lads there do serious stuff. There's a fair Paul Haney and Kevin Fox and them. They do all the hard work. My job, I, to me, is the easiest. Like, <laughs> I laughed way back. I get Jerry Flynn, now Jerry fairly high up in the housing executive who he, he sort of, he had about maybe 900 people under him and I said to him one day, I said, Jerry, come on in here and be co-commentating with me with one of these matches here. I think it was Carl Crump playing anyway, maybe clearly, I'm not sure. So we went in and we'd done it and we come out and Jerry was coming out through the door, you know, the middle door there in the athletic grounds as we come out, yeah. come out, out onto the stand and the sweat was rolling down. I'm going, what's wrong? And he said, don't ever ask me to do that again. He said, I a died there for the last hour and a half. <laughs> you know what? I'm going. It's easy. What's
0: well, easy for you? <laughs> Look,
1: everybody. Everybody has their own way of doing things. And when I first started to do it, I goes right. I know I've listened to them all. So how am I going to do? This? I just I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Just do it my way, and that's that's what I've done. Have you ever been mom. lost
0: for words though? Have you ever, um, you know, frozen? in maybe in the early days have you ever uh,
1: not no not really uh, probably one of the I, I remember when my daughter came on to play for Chiara and in the junior championship ladies championship in Kelowna I think she was only 14 and she came on I was doing the live match and she was put on as a sub I always maintained if she had to come on 15 minutes earlier. we probably would have won the match <laughs> but when you see your daughter coming on it's uh, you sort of You take a deep breath and then you go, "Uh you know, I was just delighted to get on. And then it would always tend to, uh, you you just treat your own people, your own kids, like part of the team. Like I remember doing a a game uh, when St Paul's went into the McCrory Cup and they were playing St Colmans up in Savile and Destination was covering that one and Patsy Ross was commentating and I was just in sort of co commentating. And Patsy was on about my lad scored a couple of goals that day. And Patsy was saying, I said well Patsy, he's there for the reason that that's what he does. He's part of the team, you know, he's one of fifteen players or sixteen or seventeen players and that's what he does. He can score goals and that's why he's there. So I was I learned very early that you treat them as much as anybody else. You don't give them any special uh, plaudits. But would you proud. would you
0: have a, would there be a tendency maybe to go the other way and ignore them? No, no, no,
1: no, no because that's disingenuous to to to, yeah. to, to 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 them as well. You know, if if they make a mistake, you call a mistake. If you if they do something, it must right. be difficult
0: though. I mean, it must be difficult to find that balance and just forget that that's your child out there.
1: And you sort of it's like you know yourself. You learn these things over yeah. time and it's part and parcel of, of how you deliver the game. Remember we're, what we're all trying to do. We're trying to be the best, deliver the game the best we can. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea when I'm doing it, but I, I realise that more people like me than don't like me. You know, oh, I, I think and everybody
0: was, likes you, Damien, really. Uh, look,
1: another <laughs> lovely wee story. Uh, Cross McGlen were playing in the Ulster Championship down in Park Isler. And I can't remember who they were. I think they were playing a team from Belfast. And Cross was winning. The game was nearly over, but uh, sort of wanted to ratchet up a wee bit at the end. And uh, again, the big high ball, the Holy Mary Mother ball coming in, dropping down. Paul Hardy's gone up for Francie. He's rising to the cloud. He's coming down. The other boys are coming in. Who's going to get the ball? he has the ball? He's coming out. And the ball was cleared up the field about two minutes before that. But all I'm doing was just creating this thing. So I was walking through the, what, the crane one day and this wee woman from Cross came walking up behind me with a roll of that newspaper and hit me about to cross the back of the head. <laughs> and I go, what's that for? She says, you nearly gave me a heart attack last Sunday. <laughs> I says, why? She says, I thought they were going to be beat and they were winning well. I says, I, ah, yeah, I knew they were winning well, you know, so again, again, that was a compliment to me because I had ho hanging on the edges yeah. by the fingernails, even though Cross was winning the game well. Yes. Yeah, so and I
0: suppose
1: were... another thing to keep telling the scores, telling the scores, and I laugh. People saying, "Me, you didn't call out the scores as much as you should." And I'm going, "I will go back and say, well, I called it out a load of times." And then you listen to me, the more the Hardick or Owen McCann, or all these other boys. so They would only call it out maybe half the times that I would call it out. But because they are Sky, they're BBC, they're RTE, they get away with it. But well, yeah, I score. think it's a
0: terrible thing when they don't call out the scores because you could just have gotten into your car and turned it on and you're listening to a commentary and you, you're just dying to know what the score is. Mm. So they don't. No. you're not always listening from start to finish.
1: No, and that's, again, that's another thing I learned years and years ago. Always call out the scores as much as you can. But sometimes there's that much happening in a game. Sometimes you, you, you forget. But I would always have wrote down, call out the score every so many minutes, call yeah. out the score, call out the score, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's why I love the radio because the radio to me is 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 king. I I would say if I had a choice between radio or TV, I would pick radio every time.
0: The radio goes time. on in my house. I get I when I get up in the morning, the radio goes on and the radio is on all day. Follow if, if I'm in the house, it's 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 either on upstairs, it's on downstairs, and it's always talk radio. I listen to. Yeah, yeah.
1: And to me, to, to me, radio is king. I, I don't care what anybody says. And uh, I don't know if it's an old Irish thing years and years ago, nobody TVs and it was the radio, the radio, the radio. Maybe it's generational,
0: maybe it's the way we were brought up.
1: I sort of think the radio is a a different medium of of how you you get a, a, a game out to people. And, like, I mean, if you imagine you can walk to a game and you can take out your mobile phone, you can ring a studio. And you have full access to your your studio and you're giving your game out and the way these mobile phones are now and with the technology you have it's like you're sitting in a, in a fully blown studio so to me that's the beauty about that tv's different because you have to hook up cameras and you have to hook up to the internet and then you have to hook up into the to whatever way you get the game out through all sorts of <laughs> gadgets and things you know but to me the video is simple a phone call and away you go and you're live you know, and i suppose El i, mean, I all the places and one of the great places to, to do a comedy was the old Parky cave in in cart where you walked up and you had to walk across an gantry at the top of the stand you had to just sort of duke down but when you get out to the where the the, the the press thing it hung from the, the top of the stand and you were looking down on the sideline to me that was one of the greatest places to do the match and you, you looked because you Do you know where it's
0: always lovely to go is Cross Oh yeah, Mrs. McConville,
1: Mrs. McConville. She's
0: up March there you. making the tea for you and it's yeah. they're, they're they're lovely. They're so yeah, lovely. Yeah. And if you miss yes. a score, she'll tell you who got it. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a lovely
1: place to go to. Always, always, I have always, always been well looked after. Yeah. I think we're trying to get into the games for nothing. You know, you just get to do what you're
0: supposed Your to job, do. Like, yeah. In our man they're lovely. I've yeah, never, I, think, I never had a, a, an issue getting into any games in in um at the athletic grounds, unless it's involving you know, unless I it's also, Ulster. I, uh, uh, the, yeah, because um they're just much stricter. Uh,
1: but sometimes they just go over the top a wee bit, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, like it's 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 funny when you. It's funny when you when you see that, like, 'cause you, and everybody everybody sort of looking and they're sort of going, "Oh, here we go again." You know, you're, you're trying to get in to do the job you're supposed to do, and you can't get in because somebody didn't sign you the proper. I remember we were way down the side somewhere, and uh, the secretary of the county board was supposed to send something to somebody, and there was no. We were all with the video gear standing at the gate, couldn't get in, and uh, one of the boys says, Well, I tell you what, here you may ring your county secretary. Here's a number here. And then your boy looked at and says, oh, well, go on, in your school. And then <laughs> you, once you get in this different ball game. Yeah. But I remember down in Offley, uh I seen this woman coming in with uh, a big, giant saucepan. Oh, God, it was, it was the biggest saucepan ever I've seen. <laughs> and she had a load of uh, sausages with her. There was packs of sausages. And she had a load of uh, oil as well. And I knew exactly what that was going to be happening here she was going to be making sausage sandwiches oh, at half So I made my way back to get a wee cup of tea and I says, ah, hello there, how are you and all that, the name for my ma and all that, cracking away with it, you see. I says, are you making sausage sandwiches? She says, well, I'm making bobs. I goes, would you ever do me a favour? Would you ever give me one at half time? Because I said, I've had nothing since my breakfast. She says, How hey, are you sitting? So I told her. So at half time, she came down with this sausage burger, which was unbelievable. And <laughs> Kevin Fox was sitting and looking at me, and I didn't share with Kevin. I ate. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the whole lot, like you know. But I suppose the, the side to that is that if I went back to, like, and that wee woman was there, she remembered me, and I remember her. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I always talked. That my mother always said because she made sandwiches and buns away back in the tournaments for car cropping, and she always she would always said she would have remembered who who come down at the end and thanked. And go back to those days. What you got was you got a little ticket, you got uh, two sandwiches and a wee ice bun in a in a bag, and a wee cup of tea after the game. And she said she'd always remembered who who came back and who said thanks. And I always took that with me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I would always say it to the people that make the tea and the sandwiches. Yeah. And you meet look all the time that I've done this, and I have to say I have met great people. I have had great fun. Some people didn't agree with me and it's funny because when you're calling a game right and if you're sitting beside, particularly the, the the other side, you know, they're looking at you and you're looking at them and I had a laugh, somebody says to me, you call somebody who's on the ball and then somebody says, no, that's not him and I put my hand over the mic I says, no, stay on, people can't see so don't worry about it, you know, as long as somebody has the hands on the ball and somebody's doing something, <laughs> but you can't do that when you're watching it, you have to be sort of half right when you're on the <laughs> and that's where the, that's where the trouble comes in because what I would get <laughs> I, I would people would say to me well oh, you didn't call his name right I said no I didn't how could you not and I'm going well like I'm a split second to look 100 metres up the field to glance down to see who's wearing number 10 or who's wearing and then if you've like go back to Marry, I and mean, you've been there where Murray's playing there's four or five Falkers playing yes. <laughs> and, and when you look at them all even in Cross McLean when you look at the Cairns, you know doesn't look anything like Steven or yeah, yeah. any of that but when you see him in a football field, they all look the same, you know. And yeah, you people pretend. forget
0: that you're quite far away, and you do only have a split second. You don't have the you don't have the benefit of you know replays yeah, to. Yeah,
1: or, or who, who was on the ball? Or, who was that? Who was that? You have to make the call, you know. Yeah. And if it's right or wrong, you just got to go on with it. And the whole secret is keep going, never stop. You know. And I've always done that. And I've enjoyed every bit of it. I think it's. Uh, it's great fun. I enjoy it. I don't find it difficult. I think what really does annoy me is that when you go to the game and you look at <clears throat> you look at the press and you look at uh, the numbers and your your team wrote out and then all of a sudden the team isn't the starting fifteen. Oh yeah, that's
0: really
1: annoying. <laughs> oh, that does my head in. And then you're trying to get the starting fifteen and you're not getting that until they're actually on the field starting to play. And people say, why can you not call out the team? Because we don't have it, they won't give it to us. They're afraid of us talent. Somebody, the other team, and you don't do that. Or you, the pressure that we are under. It's not so bad yourselves because you have that. You can sort that out after the game. But we need it as the game is about to start. And that sometimes. Well,
0: sometimes you can't sort it out after. I remember one of the worst ones I was I was ever at was actually a soccer game, and the two teams showed up and they both had uh, their their kits were too similar so one team actually turned their they didn't have like another kit with them so they turned their shirts inside out Aye, so
1: yeah, they had no numbers
0: on yeah. any of them so one team yeah. had no numbers uh, which t- is a, is an actual nightmare scenario for for a journalist because <laughs> you don't know who's <laughs> doing what <laughs> yeah. especially when it was the yeah. other team at least if it was your team you kind of have a fair idea, yeah, most are, idea who most of them are but yeah. uh, not when it's the opposition <laughs> well,
1: i like, can tell you another great story before we finish Go back to and cross them again, going over to play in London, you see. So 5FM covered the game, which was great, and over we went, and I went along with Martin Waters and Seamus Waters from Colorville, you know, Waters Electric, you know, the big electrical store there. Yeah. They were there, so I laughed. We got to the, the Rice right Lip, and we were supposed to be
0: a hook into
1: cliff thing and say, There we are, there. And you're going, but you, there's no, that line's dead, the phone line's dead. This was up beside the pitch, dead. So I had to do the match from behind the goals, right? 30 yards from the where the, 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 the pitch was. So if you can imagine, I'm 30 yards on a balcony looking up the field. So once the ball got to the 45 on the other side, we had no way of seeing who was on the ball, who had the ball, and anything. And we just had to make it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, we, we done our best. The cross won it, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: Again, so you could have predicted to... that anyway? <laughs> ah,
1: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it was a tight enough match at the start, but in the second half, Cross ran away with it. But again, it, it, it was funny because I'm standing, in the, I'm standing on the balcony, hanging on to a, a lead, that's pushed into the wall, hoping that it doesn't come out disconnecting us from the, the station. <laughs> and you're trying. So Seamus Waters and Martin Waters, they were trying to tell me, they were looking up who's in the ball, and they would be pointing who's in the ball and different things, which would sort have of helped as well, you know. Day. We've done it from 30 yards behind the goals. <laughs> <laughs> and if I listened to it, I sort of cringe. But I thought it was brilliant back then. Yeah. But at least the, the game was going out, and the people was listening to it. And I sort of, I find it awful strange that Five FM stopped covering, the, and then went on to be Q Radio and all that. I don't do it anymore, which is which is a shame. I always yeah. thought there was there was always a, a market for for live live games on a Sunday on on, on commercial radio. I know if you looked at all the rest of them all around the country well especially
0: I mean, now when we can't nobody can go to games this is the perfect time isn't it oh
1: absolutely you know and i i was lucky enough to be able to be part of all that and to me it's it's a nice wee thing to say that you know i don't know but i <laughs> i suppose but to me the, the, the greatest compliment that ever i had i went into a chinese to get a curry rice one night and there was this guy he was in he was in and he was slightly uh, intoxicated you see and he was sort of rolling on his feet and he was looking at me and I'm like oh my god am I going to get into a row right here and the wee girl behind the counter she was looking at me and looking at him and she took a step back and your boy was looking at me and he said to me you're that boy that does this football on 5 FM aren't you <laughs> and I'm going what do you mean he says, you cover the Gillick games don't you and I goes ah yeah, yeah that, I think that's me you're talking yeah well you're bloody useless and I goes, so how do you know because I listen to you <laughs> and I burst out laughing, the wee girl burst out laughing and he says, Thanks a million, hey, you keep listening. Got my got my stuff and got out to the door and uh, between thinking I was gonna have a row and I having a good laugh at it all, I just sat back and I just laughed, you know, and that sort of sums up that sums up how you're looked at from a local perspective, you know. Uh, you're useless but I still listen to exactly. you. I Yeah. And I think, you know, it's tough now, and we have another lockdown as we speak. I think we get through this. We come through the the, the bad troubles of the seventies, and of course, then um, we got through that. This pandemic that has hit us here has not.
0: Damien,
1: I mean, it's been really nice talking to you. Well, yeah, it has been a privilege. I'm delighted uh, <coughs> to be part. I think what you're doing in M I is uh, very good. And uh, for a player to yourself and to me Hall and, and all the team there, uh, it's great to be asked to do this. So I just hope that people enjoy listening to, uh, I suppose, what goes on behind the scenes
0: yeah.
1: and how we deliver our, our live games to the people. Uh, stories and memories and what we talked about today, earlier. His memories, and hopefully, somebody will enjoy a little bit of what we talked about
0: today. Yeah, I'm sure they will, Damien. It's always great right. to hear you talking.
1: Yeah, happy New Year to you, and you too. All the best.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Damien. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye and the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for the Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 028 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.